Hey everyone, and welcome to the Introspect podcast, where we take a deep dive into topics related to energy, conscious creation, spirituality, and personal transformation. My name is John McMeekin, and I'm here with my co-host and partner, Tammy Henson. Hi. And today we're going to be diving into topics related to energy management within our lives. Yep. Um, understanding energy, energetic boundaries, energy dynamics, energy yeah. entanglement. Yep. And how the, these sort of energy plays form our experience and how we relate to each other. Yeah. And, and also how we can create once we understand our own energy and um, yeah, what we're creating with that. Cool. So let's just have a um, little bit of a chat about, you know, this path of um, understanding and how we got to where we are, because, you know, we didn't, we weren't born with this information. And if we're not taught about, we're obviously not taught about it through our education system. Mm. So, um, you know, understanding energy has been one of our fundamental breakthroughs in how we relate to each other, our children, the world. Um, you know, it's really empowered us now, hasn't it? Versus yeah. really feeling like an autopilot um a victim of what we were experiencing yeah like everything's happening to us <laughs> yeah. <It's> actually not <laughs> i'm sure a few of you can relate to that whole sensation of when you know when you feel like everything in life is happening to you as opposed to for you um mm. it's really hard to find that space where you're like oh yeah life is supporting me the universe mm. has got my back mm. you know when you're in your your deep dark dives it's really hard to create that connection or the understanding of what some of those masters were talking about yeah yeah, and also feeling like others are controlling you. So understanding the 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 power dynamic between the energies mm -hmm. and how um, we can we can take our own energy and power back. Um, what's really cool is I've just reread the Celestine prophecy for the fourth fourth time now, and this is some of the first sort of one to four insights talking about our awakening as a human collective and the importance of energy dynamics and how instead of us drawing and needing energy from each other or from people outside of us we're actually learning to reconnect to the source of energy within us mm. because we do all that always have that conscious source create um connection and creation point yeah 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 and then we don't need others energy <laughs> that's right yeah because that's that's really what i mean you think about most wars most religions um money you know power they all come down to really not understanding the connection between each other mm. they come down to the separation between each other mm. yeah. and when we're not consciously aware that that's happening then it's very easy to dive into distrust and fear in those lower vibrational states yeah as we've just experienced through these um these covid lockdowns this year yeah in 2020 yeah okay so um where should we start <laughs> well, um, like, I, yeah, I, I think we should touch on a, a few things that we have learned along the way from some key spiritual um, or and, and actually um, scientific, teachers. scientific teachers. Yeah. So um, Dr. Emoto, he studied, did a lot of research on water and, you know, the human body is 75 percent water. So um, obviously our bodies are easily. Um, Attunable. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm. So he studied how our thoughts, sound, and intention affect water. So um and, and it can impact the, the physical realm. So he's got a book called The Hidden Messages in Water, which I highly recommend checking out. There's some beautiful images. It actually shows the images of um microscopic pictures. Yeah, and so 
when he speaks positively or or plays like classical music, you get these beautiful crystalline patterns, which are, you know, just stunning to look at. While the negative, if he's said negative, um, you know, like you disgust me or hate or evil um, to the water, it actually creates a really disconnected, disfigured um, and unpleasant physical molecular structure. So it's, um, yeah, it's really interesting. And like we need to understand how important this is, you know, like we are 75% water. Mm. So that's also been played out in the younger generations now, isn't it? So in schools, you'll see them do the similar experiment where they have two plants. One, the mm. children will each come into the class and say a com- positive comment to one plant and then a negative, hateful comment to another. And within sort of three to three to four weeks, well, one not of even them, that. You'll one start of them, noticing yeah, pretty much straight away. Some yeah. of them 10, 12 days. It's just, yeah. um, you know, it's amazing the difference. So that's what's really important is not only what we um, project externally through our intentions, thoughts, our voice and creation, but also internally. Yep. So um, you brought up a really good topic before, just, you know, even when, like, say, we get out of the shower and have a look in the mirror, what are our first thoughts about ourself and our day, our life, kids, family, whatever it might be? Yeah, yeah. inner, inner thought, thoughts are actually probably our most important because the way that we speak to ourselves, it, it goes on to the way that we speak to the world, really, mm, mm. the way that we speak to our children. You know, if we don't love ourselves and we don't speak positively to ourselves, how can we do that outside of ourselves? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And and what's interesting is if we actually externally did verbalise every internal thought that we had about ourselves, it was negative, and everyone could hear that, mm. that would be pretty interesting in its own right, wouldn't it? Because, you know, we would, mm. I mean just because it's silent and internal, we feel like we can kind of get away with a lot. Yeah, yeah, because no one can hear it. Or, yeah. But it, your body hears it and your mm. body responds. So if you look in the mirror and say, oh, I'm fat, then your body's going to go, okay. So it is. So it, And so <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like you can do everything under the sun, but if you're still having that thought pattern, then that's what you're creating. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, so leading on from... Um, Masaru Emoto. Um, mm. There was also around the same time and through the 70s was Dr. David Hawkins, which was doing a lot of research and work into the vibrational energy of each emotion. And what he's come up with is a pretty famous um, imagery that's all over the internet now called the scale or the map of consciousness. So good. And that was a really key point for me, um, sort of in my my big shift around 32, 33. Seeing that scale for me gave me a conceptual idea or platform to understand that if we think feelings of like grief fear shame distrust shame yeah Yeah. those are all contractionary vibrations and what that means is when we think those we will basically start closing down and shutting down not only in our health and well-being but our energy and emotions as well yeah whereas if we have a space of neutral even neutrality is better than thinking a negative thought because at least if we're thinking just neutrality or no thought then that means also law of attraction is not responding to anything as well Mm. so working up the scale we've got more positive things like um hopefulness or positivity or gratitude moving into um acceptance and love forgiveness yeah and like so you know those are expensive um expensive energies and when we create that within our lives on a daily basis, you know, this is why the gratitude and mm. gratitude journaling has become mm. so popular now 
because it's actually an intention and the energy that we're sending into that sort of that quantum field. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You actually introduced me to the scale of consciousness. Yeah. And I, I man, if I had had that 10 years ago. So, so yeah, <laughs> both of us. It would have been epic <laughs> yep. because I would have, you know, I would have realized how much I was living my life in shame and guilt and anger. And some of it wasn't even mine. Mm. It wasn't even my energy that I was holding um, which is another you know thing that we will we will talk about because yeah so 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 good so what we're saying underneath all of this like underneath all the top thought leaders teachers spiritual gurus is understanding that we are the conscious creators so instead of giving that power away to others it's about us understanding and coming back within and unlocking this understanding within us that we are the creators um so i guess yeah leading on from that um like should we have a little bit of a chat about entanglement yeah yeah you know relationships affect us all yeah in every area of our lives whether it's um work family partnerships children even the internal relationship with ourselves Mm. within ourselves yeah well i mean we have relationships yeah everywhere we go and you know there's if you're not aware of your energetic um, aura, I suppose. What what is it? Let's just quickly explain that. Like, um, because obviously we don't have visuals to support this. Yes. So, what is our aura? Like, quickly explain that. It is the energetic field around us. So, um, we actually have what's called, um, is it the chorus? It's like a donut shape of energy that goes around and back down. That's hard to explain when I'm not on video. <laughs> so simply put, though, if you imagine that we're all in a sphere of energy. Yeah. And so that means that when we go about our lives, we not only have our sphere of energy, but when we come into contact with people, partners or workmates or whatever, they also have their energetic sphere as well. And it crosses over. So we start to get this when crossover. We get close, yeah. yeah, because our heart energy can stretch sort of on average around six foot in every direction yeah well if you're vibing really high but yeah actually I found that my aura was actually sitting very close to my body when I was Mm. in my like coming out of you know that that relationship of of um an overpowerment of someone else's Mm. energy and so my aura had become really close to my body and and it had holes so, you know, and holes and auras are, um, they're like little gateways for other energy to, to get in. Mm. So that's what I'm, um, so basically, um, the aura as well, like it's, um, if you imagine a rainbow on the outside of this sphere mm. and every one of those layers is related to a specific chakra as well. Yeah. So what is- that, what that means is if we've got say distrust within the root chakra or pain or unconfidence or um, a lot of emotional trauma in the sacral then that actually starts to deplete the natural protective layers that we have around us as well yeah very much like planet earth with the ozone Mm. if that ozone gets depleted then more harmful gamma rays and harsher energies can come in and this is the point we we are exactly the same as well yeah so yeah let's talk about the chakras because that's something yep. that's really important with our energetic system and the flow. Yep, absolutely. So yeah. this is also following the sequence of learning as well. So once I understood these key players like um, Dr. Emoto and Dr. David Hawkins and the fact that our energy had an emotional or energetic signature, then, I mean, I went through a period where I started waking at 2.30 in the morning 
and my stomach was just churning like really loud, really audible. If someone was next to me, they would have easily heard it. Um, and that was the point where I started to ask, like, what is this about? And I think my first Google search was, what does the energy of the stomach mean? Like that was where I was at in mm. terms of my understanding around what a chakra was. Cool. So from there, it really quickly opened up to my first Reiki session. I didn't know what Reiki was at like 32, 33. I'd heard of it. I'd never experienced anything to do with it. Um, so yeah, we're just going to really quickly explain what the chakras are and what their function is as well. Yeah. So tell us, there's seven. Yep. So the seven main and ones the, closest yeah. to your body. There is around 26 in total. Yeah, but we'll just stick to the We're going to stick with the ones <laughs> that are closest to our body now. So starting from your highest now we're going to start from the hips okay okay because our hips are our first chakra that expanded so basically chakra means spinning disc or spinning wheel so in everyone's body we have kind of like a trumpet funnel shape at the front and also behind each one of these main junction points so at the front so let's start in our hips around the reproductive system and tailbone so the root chakra is all to do with our stability trust finances um just our basically core survival needs mm -hmm. um our second one up is our sacral so that's related to everything to do with sensuality sexuality self-worth our creative expression and so where does that sit on so the right basically just around the stomach button area yeah so um a lot of us if we've had attacks on our personal looks we've felt like not good enough or not enough within our body we'll generally have quite a lot of digestive issues or create intolerances within our digestive system. Things like irritable bowel. Yeah, irritable like bowel, yeah. like um, yeah, like even endo. like a lot of yep, yeah, endocelliac yeah. stuff, endo's a little bit lower in between like root chakra and sacral. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if we've experienced any form of loss or abandonment or you know, this lifetime or previous, yeah, then that's all really lower womb sort of area in between those two. Yeah. Um, so working our way up, we come to our solar plexus. So that's all to do with our willpower or our confidence you know, to have confidence within self that we're okay, like kind of stepping forward or to put out, you know, our self forward basically. Yeah. And where does that one sit? Um, so that's right where your ribs connect, that kind of that dovetail that comes up. Yeah. So the solar plexus. So that's why in martial arts there's always that solar plexus punch because it's a direct attack to the willpower right. of someone. Cool. So that's why it's such a key area in martial I mean, arts. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool if you want to use it to your advantage. Yeah. Um, so then stepping but up. Is that that gut feeling, you know, when you feel your gut tighten? Yeah, it can be that, in between sacral and your willpower. Yeah, because I mean, I used to have a lot of tightness in that area when I was, yeah, struggling with willpower. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me in my corporate job, like I'd be sitting there at my desk for like that whole decade of work mm -hmm. and I couldn't hold myself up straight. Like my willpower, my self-worth, um, my yeah, my sense of self was so low and my sense of self-confidence that I would just kind of like fold over. I couldn't breathe or maintain that alignment in my spine yeah. or that flow of prana up yeah. my kind of spine and light column. So yeah, that was what my physical body did to show me that I had a block or a deficiency in that area that would kind of fold over. Yeah. So then coming up into the heart. So most people mistake the heart energy for love and relationships. And this is where we need to build some new conscious learning mm. because like, let's say we're right-handed into our heart space, our left hand arm and receiving into left hand side of our heart. That's our ability to receive. And the right hand side is our ability to give. So the heart space is really understanding that we're not only connected within ourselves, but also the collective consciousness as well. So for example, 
I've been a massive overgiver in my life and a people pleaser all the way up to pretty much, you know, a couple of years ago. And what that looked like is I would actually start manifesting pain in my right elbow. Like if I was overgiving or my right shoulder, if I was overgiving and trying to do much or taking too much burden or load from my relationship, then I would manifest like constant, like solid four, six weeks of pain. Yeah. And also we can notice blocking. We might notice in the wrists or in elbows if we're blocking the receptivity of love. We might notice a pain on that left-hand side, on our physical heart side of our heart chakra. So, you know, listen to that body talk. And is that opposite when you're a left-hander? Yep, so your dominant your dominant hand. So divine feminine side of your body is generally sort of like that left-hand side. So if you're right, like you generally write and do most things with your right dominant hand, mm. then your feminine will be your left-hand side, but it will flip if you're... Left-handed. Yep, if yeah. you're left-handed. So I'm left-handed, yep. so... It's opposite. So your divine me. feminine is on the right hand side of your body, including right down to feet, ankles, and that sort of thing, and yeah. divine masculine on the other side. Um, so yeah, a heart is our ability to both give and receive in balance. Yeah. And also to ourselves. So generally, if we've come out of relationships or hurt and pain from past heart, past lives that are unresolved, we will feel the energetic ch- heart chakra on the back of us, that back vortex. Yeah. Anyone ever get an itchy back yeah, around scra- the heart yep. area? <laughs> totally. I've had rashes uh, on that area totally. hard out, eh? When, yep. I've, when I've done healings and, and kind of released uh, a lot of, yeah, past yep. heart stuff. Like it comes up really strongly. Or even the front, like clients with um, like rash across the top of chest, yep. like candida and that sort of thing. Yeah. We've cleared up, um, you know, energetic blocks within those centers and around the heart. And even things like, you know, you think about right through to breast cancer on mm. feminine energy. Yeah. You know, you think about those divine feminine areas that are attacked, womb, ovaries, breast, and yeah. they're all very much expression of the female energy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's really important. Cool. So now moving on up, we come into our throat chakra. So that's that's our basically our expression into the world and feeling like we're safe to express ourselves. And generally what I'm noticing in most client sessions is a block between what would say the upper heart thymus mm. in between our throats. So in other words, it's in between, isn't it? Yep. Our yeah. ability to express our truth and from our deeper heart and emotions. So many of us are having openings mm. in between those two chakras as well. So yeah, throat's really important. So again, I used to be allergic to cat here. I used to go to my corporate job and have like say one milk drink or coffee and then I'd have an intolerance. So I'd be coughing and like <clears throat> constantly clearing my throat mm. and I'd always get throat infections mm. like up to sinus and that as well yeah so I haven't had any of that stuff solid for seven years now yeah so going from like my whole life manifesting bronchitis irritated like throats throat infections to like nothing in the last seven years like this mm. stuff really works mm. yeah okay so um, moving on up, so our forehead crown area or just above our brow is known as our in between. yeah our third eye, um, and that is our ability to spiritually see or interpret or receive information. So that area in particular, this is linked to our pineal gland, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. So pineal gland, that's um, that beautiful soft tissue gland. That is, uh, isn't it a crystal? It's actually, it's kind of like a liquid crystal receiver. So, um, how amazing is the human body? Yeah, yeah. So, many of us know within like the old school transistor radios, they had a quartz crystal, like a little piezo crystal that would have a battery or a source power source plugged through it and that would amplify a signal. So, that's the same with us. As we start awakening and unlocking our gifts, we're actually awakening and unlocking out the ability to receive information. Because, you know, Abraham Hicks talks about that we're not the thinker of our thoughts. We're the receiver receiver of our thoughts. Mm. So that was a big key shift as well. Because we're taught 
to be intellectual. Mm. Yeah, what happens if we switch that whole understanding into like emotional intelligence and knowing that, okay, if I'm the receiver of my thoughts and I'm feeling or surrounded by a whole lot of negative people or a negative group of friends, how am I feeling when I'm receiving their kind of hate towards someone or their pettiness towards someone or that... even the banter can be you know even sarcasm like for me that's a big Both one us, because yeah. sarcasm is big in New Zealand yeah um and it was just a natural way of of you know of of your life like the way you're brought up and the way that you banter with your mates and everything and until sarcasm becomes not so funny anymore. <laughs> See, that was my like, first language, yeah. right? Like, I mean, because it was the unhappiness inside. So therefore, it was like almost like a an acceptable way within me that to I project. had come up with yeah. to kind of project all this kind of festering anger that was yeah. underneath. This yeah, I think it is for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, when I started really like being more thoughtful around, you know, how I spoke, i.e. like not being sarcastic, um, I also became quite observant of, you know, other people's sarcasm towards me. And I realized actually, yeah, it does it, the, the energy behind the words. You can feel it. Feels yuck. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's, um yeah, and that's something that we always feel again, that comes down to that projection and even the aura again, mm. what someone's intention, even if they say it in a sarcastic joke, mm. there's the intention or the energy behind it, like, you know, if you, yeah. or like, you know, or I'm trying to get one up on you or steal more of your energy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that was, so <laughs> we, we like to go off topic a little bit, but so that was the, um, third eye. the third eye. Yep. Uh, and then we've got the crown. Mm. So even the third eye area, many of you would have noticed this year, especially with a lot of these energetic portals or gateways or openings, mm, you would have noticed pressure or pulsating mm. in any one of these chakras, but especially the third eye. And as we start to awaken, we can have bouts of um, migraines and that sort of thing too. Mm. Should just be short though, like maybe a day or two yeah. as a new wave comes through. Yeah. So now if we come right to the top of our crown, um, known as the crown chakra, Sorry, I just have one point also with the pineal. So there are a couple of things that actually try to switch off the pineal. Mm. Um, fluoride. Yep. And what was the what's the other? So you think about fluoride and like um, the linings toothpaste. on our tins, toothpaste, water. Like we're lucky now in Tauranga that we don't the, have um, fluoride coverings that they try to put on your kids' teeth. Yep. Um, yeah, fillings. Very, and, yep. very. Um, yeah. So those kinds of things, if we don't use those things, if we use toothpaste that doesn't have fluoride in it, um, it will our pineal will become more activated. Yeah, pineapple is really good for activating. Yeah, the pineal. So basically, that soft tissue actually calcifies and forms a hard layer around it, so it can't receive as easy. So think of it like an onion; it's got all these layers, and you're on the inside trying to receive. Mm. That's basically like your little pineal gland. Mm. Um, so the whole point is to decalcify. We do think like we in our daily lives, we yeah. like lemon water. Yeah. Um, we have our filtered charcoal jug water mm. every day. When we fill our bottles, we fill it from that. Well, we never drink um, tap water. Yeah. yeah. Um, we are um, growing our own organic vegetables that are spray-free. So even with sprays on the within the foods that we eat, if we go to the supermarket and it's been sprayed, mm. then all of those sprays are like almost like a bit of a neurotoxin as well. Yeah. Um, um, we use uh, toothpaste that doesn't have fluoride in it. Mm. We have lots of like things like the high vibe like like basil, 
um lemon water like you know you can do um, even sun gazing like mm. first thing in the morning like watching the sunrise right right at, at, at peak where it crosses the horizon yeah so that's been long known by ancient civilizations to expand and open your third eye and your pineal yeah um so yeah i think that's probably enough for now without diving okay. too deep but look up online if you're interested in this topic yeah. there's quite there's a bit on gaia and quite a bit online as well about decalcifying that okay so switching up to the top of the head so the crown um that's right at the top on top and basically the crown is our understanding that we are connected to a greater source of consciousness and a greater unity collective and also source energy so between these two the third eye and the crown again if you're someone that suffers from a lot of migraines and a lot of headaches feel where that headache is pulling in in and around your crown if it's the back of your third eye so the back of skull or the front of skull that's generally third eye area and it's showing your body's communicating that there is a block and flow of energy in that area or if it's right often quite often people get migraines or headaches on the top of their crown too so that's basically saying that your trust within that higher source of consciousness and higher conscious connection is blocked or you're just basically switched it right off mm. so yeah just notice that physical body talk in those areas yeah we could even go deeper like i mean you've had a lot of in your past life um soul ascension sessions that there can be energetic things placed upon us in, in past Absolutely. lives or in um yeah so an energy if you thought about like an energetic helmet that was that was one of, of your sessions placed, then, wasn't it? yeah placed yep. over your your head or or even you know a band around your head that was mm. more pineal rather than over your head but um and it can create a heaviness Yep. Yeah, that so, you're not even aware of that, you know, can easily actually energetically be lifted off and released. Yeah, so that's really important. Like not everything we understand within, especially within our medical, medical, modern medical world is they don't, you don't deal with the energy behind it. We use energetic tools as part of treatments, but we don't understand, we're starting to understand and unlock the deeper connection of the relationship between our energetic spirit, mind, body and spirit, like mm. full like whole physiology so fully connected so yeah i mean i don't know yeah so as tammy just mentioned you know when we go back into past lives it can be anything like let's say you're a female you decided to take you're a nun in a lifetime so let's just talk about one example of how these the chakras relate to how i perceive and understand the session mm. so let's say that you're a nun you might go into that religion you might take vows of silence and within your throat mm -hmm. you might block off and say no i cannot have children mm. i choose celibacy mm. um over entering into this religious system and you might also close down your heart to love you might notice people around you or family friends and that sort of thing but you might actually shut down your heart because you've been told as part of that religion that you will not um be in a loving relationship your loyalty and honor honoring is to this religion or to this god yeah and again, right down to reproductive systems. So right down to lower womb ovaries, you might again swear a vows of celibacy where you can't have children or you choose not to have children in that lifetime. So so could that flow on into this lifetime and you would have difficulty having children? Absolutely. So like even things like the manifestation, um, you know, I've not been able to fall pregnant, endometriosis, those types of things. Yeah. So that's what's really important is there's always an energetic root cause underneath what we're experiencing now. Yeah. So if you are someone that struggles with it, which I know that's becoming increasingly um, building the awareness around this topic. Yeah. But I've always known a deep truth within me that that's not the root cause that they talk about. 
you know, like they try to do like IVF um, mm. and that sort of thing and thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars. Mm. So yeah, we've had some really cool success cases of, yeah. you know, people, um, clients falling pregnant mm. after a session because we've cleared like old vows or old karmic contracts or agreements or amazing cleared trauma that the body remembers. Because again, coming back to the emotions, if we understand that our body, the emotional memory follows us through lifetimes. Yeah. We can change physical bodies for different experiences, but the motion and the soul and cellular memory will follow us through these lifetimes. Yeah. So this is why now a lot of us are starting to experience totally different pains within the body, really different um, relationships that are being attracted to us. And the mm. whole point is that we, our soul is trying to address and release these problems. Yeah. And, so, and the learning that's involved with all of that. Yeah, the, integra- the, the learning, learning. Yeah, the integration. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Okay, so that's the chakras. So we've got the root, the sacral, the solar, solar plexus, the heart, the throat, the third eye, and the crown. Yep. So those are the seven main ones closely, closely, closely related to our physical body. Yeah. Yep. And if we were to understand our energy system, if we felt something in our body, so if we walked into a room and we felt something in our body in any one of those centers we could identify what that's about. Yep, related to that chakra, we can yep. start to understand what is our body trying to communicate to us. So if you're mm. if you've walked into a room where you um like a, you know, networky thing and you start having to clear your throat all the time, you know, yep. are you are you being, you know, is your body calling you to express yourself? Mm, totally. Are you yeah, so yeah <laughs> so the throat chakra was one of my biggest ones the throat and the sacral so mm. my self-worth and my self-confidence and my ability to speak i had stuff going right back to my first speech around trout spawning that i remember <laughs> doing at six years old at like my primary school yeah and that memory stayed with me for my whole life like all yeah. the way through college tertiary study and so every time i went to speak in front of people and it wasn't just that memory. That memory was just a little trigger in this lifetime. Yeah. But clearing the lifetimes of, say, being hung or repressed or silenced, that was what was sitting there for me. And my life was manifesting situations based on the soul or the energetic block underneath that. Yeah. So, Amazing. and that kept going, right? In relationships and in work, um, you get the nervous sweats, you start, you know, perspiring, you start like, um, yeah, again, blocking up in the throat. You can't speak what you want to mm. um you might have it planned at home but when you get in front of people you just turn into a nervous wreck yeah. so yeah yeah awesome okay so um where do we want to go from there so do we want to talk about um a little bit about boundaries yeah like boundaries and protection mm-hmm. because we've both had our pretty solid contrast and learning mm-hmm. um around boundaries okay so let's just understand this bubble or this energy sphere around us which is our aura mm-hmm. so what happens is if we're not understanding that we have our own source of connection we go looking outside of ourselves which is pretty much what we're taught actually because yeah. we're not taught that we have it within us no we're taught to find that in love in relationships in, yeah like somebody else is going to complete us yeah, which is yeah. a load of bullshit. Yeah, we're sold the story. We're sold the Valentine's we're Day. We're sold, sold all the shit. Yeah. <laughs> so even even within um, you know belief systems and religious belief systems, it's like we're so fast to get married or to try and be engaged or to try and you know create in order to be enough. Yet 
we're so on a massive consciousness shift around this because 5d consciousness i mean how many it's almost like more normal to see split families or blended families Mm, very much than it is now to see ones that have lasted like the whole deal like you know whereas that was very much how grandparents into parents you know we're really shifting and changing what what is working now in our modern age is not what worked for our grandparents yeah we're in a different well they were in a survival era so it was quite different yeah. to what we live in now. Great Depression going into the whole like one or two world wars. Yeah. Like, you know, so really that really that need to settle down and just be happy with your plot of land and in your safe house. And, yeah. You know, that was the safety and security that we started to put in towards our material assets as well. Mm. Um, but now. But then they and they passed some of that on to our parents, but then our parents' generation, um, still had you know like they were a bit more liberal and a bit more kind of you know stepping outside of that survival mode because things you know life got easier or better but still a lot of that has come through totally um you know even the guilt and the shame around sexual um you know sexual empowerment yep male and female roles like even the masculine being over empowered over um, over divine feminine and stuff like that. So yeah. we're seeing this rebalance taking place now. Yeah. Collectively. Yeah. We have seen the feminine, you know, like the divine feminine almost kind of, we need the balance. It has to be balanced. Yeah. And and I, I mean, I noticed a lot of the divine feminine kind of took on this, like, you know, women are, you know, every, I mean, women are divine and amazing and beautiful, but we also have to honor our divine masculine and teach men to honour their divine feminine um, because it's all about balance. So it mm. can't be, you know, all the man and it can't be all the woman. It yeah. has to be balance. So you look at um, socially and culturally what has happened. You know, we've gone through quite a lot of control, the wars, a lot of manipulation, um, a lot of people like fearful, worried. Then comes the peace movement, the burning the bra, the like the feminist movement, standing up and trying to rebalance this hierarchy. You know, and now like, you know, the the young kids now, like, I mean, even as early as 20, they're so awake and so aware. Mm. You know, you know what you've come in for. You've got a strong purpose, mm. a strong connection with more than just ourselves. So, you know, it's it's really amazing even within our generation to see this shift. But knowing that every generation that's come before us has planted some seeds and created the platform for the next to stand upon as well. Yeah, totally. So, you know, it's kind of like honouring what has been. Yeah. Knowing and having enough learning and understanding, but then knowing what belief systems and programs through society, through education, and even through our own personal lineage of our family, what is no longer working for us? Yeah. So we don't have to recreate. We don't have to, yeah, recreate what we've come through we can start creating our own version and it's important to challenge that Mm. that we've both been challenging Mm. all of our own interpersonal beliefs our family's belief systems and what we're being taught yeah and so how that (laughs) flows into the um energetic boundaries is uh, very much so in relationships so in um you know intimate relationships with um work relationships workplace relationships so it might be with your boss or it might be with another colleague um our children my children have yeah taught me a lot about boundaries and for me needing to um be fully in alignment and holding my energetic space solid 
Mm. When I'm like this, my children don't mess with me. And they, but if I'm, if I'm feeling vulnerable or scattered, or scattered <clears throat> um, if I haven't, you know, um, done my energy management. So if I haven't been looking after myself, they'll find that little hole and they'll, <laughs> Exploit it. And, well, yeah, they'll challenge it. They'll challenge it. And um, so, and then it's up to me with my energy, whether I go into it or whether I either back off and become neutral. So pick your battles and then come back to it when I'm feeling in alignment or, um, yeah. So, I mean, quite often we find ourselves going into battle with our children. Don't go into the energy. It just becomes an energy of power struggle. Mm. So, yeah, at the end of the day, if, if you don't return the ball, there's no tennis match, right? Exactly. But I know that's easier said than done in some situations. Especially... But the more aware and, and, of it you are, the easier it becomes. Yeah. yeah. So that topic alone, relationship reflections, has pretty much formed the foundation of all of my learning. Mm. And even within the healing sessions and the quantum energy healing, um, it's really fast to pick up once you're used to... Tuning into someone's energy, it's just like that. It's like someone speaking to you. You know their story. You don't even have to know them. They might be on in the room or they might be on the other side of the world. They can just speak. And as soon as they communicate, you can sense, feel, and hear that, okay, they're already doubting themselves. They're not feeling really strong in their truth, like their trust around the hips, and also their expression through their throat. They just started to block up. Mm. So this is what's gold, is if we can just have self-awareness and listen to our bodies and knowing which relationship or what chakra that's related to, mm. then we can start to really quickly learn how to use energy within our lives. Mm. Yeah. Body so, talk, eh? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really important that body talk or the power of that emotions yeah. like um, and the communication of that. So that, that's what's really important though, isn't it? Because even from the observing side, like we've all had our own challenges, but even from me being in the blended family, I've been in the blended family before this one, but it was interesting because instead of me being the old John that would have tried to jump in and stand up for what's right, I have even clearly understood within my relationship with Tammy that in order to be the best version of myself, I have to encourage her to stand in her light. Otherwise, I'm actually taking that lesson from her. Mm. So I'm, I have had to be really mindful and at times just leave or like not say anything or bottle my own throat and my own expression <laughs> in order to allow her to learn and grow through this otherwise we're just going to repeat the cycle mm. so that's the same with any even a couple's relationship let's say you don't have kids yeah let's say you're early 20s and you're noticing that you struggle to speak about your expression or within intimacy or you've got say distrust issues within the relationship or when your partner goes out with their friends or whatever mm. that partner will keep bringing you those challenges until you eventually resolve it mm. and then once you resolve what's inside underneath law of attraction is no longer responding because you're no longer sending out say the signal of i don't distrust. trust them yeah yeah or i'm not enough or i'm sexually inadequate mm. or i can't speak my truth about what i need mm. from them you know and that's this is so clear when you learn to master yeah and understand that everything is a signal that we're sending out like a little sonar mm. and all that's happening is the world is bouncing back. Yeah. So even the same relationships, I've seen fundamental shifts, even from I'll work with one client, they will shift and change instantly or within a couple of weeks. And then their partner will begin to open up and step into more vulnerability 
or more trust within them. So whatever work we do directly reflects our outer experience of what we're creating within our reality. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, so it's but it gets super fun, right? Yeah. Like now totally. well, like, let's let's manifest parks, let's I mean everything. Circus tickets, oh, um, yeah. hotel upgrades. <laughs> you know, we've got we could just stream off, we could do 20 episodes just on what we've manifested. Yeah. Because it's by this, putting this, it out there. Yeah, we live our lives this way, don't yeah, we? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So what we're talking about now, this is how we live our daily lives. Like understanding energy our emotions law of attraction holding space for each other but not Mm. trying to really clearly not knowing that we have to fix or heal our partner yeah encouraging them to unlock that knowledge within themselves is where the goal's at yeah totally yeah and and our children too allowing them to feel their own energy you know what are you feeling like you know if they're having a, a mood or whatever you know like instead of getting angry at them or you know because it's a pain in the ass because you're trying to get dinner on or whatever it is you know maybe sitting down and saying what are you feeling where are you feeling it in your body like you can help your kids to distinguish this body talk as well which Mm -hmm. is really powerful or anyone for that matter not necessarily children you Mm -hmm. know it might be your sister or your aunt or your brother or your mother whatever Mm. (laughs) so if anyone's in like a relationship or in that kind of questioning phase where you don't know whether it's right for you or even trying to find someone, it's really important, Like especially if you're single, right? Listen to your body. Like if you're going out and feeling doubtful or not enough or not pretty enough or not beautiful enough, and then you jump onto a platform like Tinder, say, mm. all you're going to do is attract someone that will reflect what it is that you're sending out. Yeah. Okay, so listen to that again. Mm. All you're going to attract is based on your own energy frequency and signature. So if you're feeling distrust within self or you don't feel beautiful enough or you only feel like you are enough if you're with someone, mm. then you're going to attract someone or a player or, you mm. know... That's going to that, show you that... Yeah, that will reflect real time. that yeah. quality. Or let's say that you go into a dating app or Tinder and you're like, oh, yeah, I just want something casual. I want no commitment. And then you get a few weeks down the track and you're like, Actually, deep down, I really do want commitment. But you're started, but you're attracting. Yeah. But, so you yeah. started that whole dynamic in the point of like, oh, I'm not going to put too much energy. I'm not going to care too much about this. You're going to be hit with that reflection. And then when that reflection comes, then it's like, bam, you're not feeling really feel? shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really shit, really down, even lower than when you started. Mm. So that's what's important is the question of what did I learn through that it's not we don't have to hide from life no. or from relationships no and there's no judgment around how you get your learning yep. um either but also i think a very important point to make with that kind of situation is the the attachments that come from casual sex or the exploration and um you know exploring inti- intimacy and sexual energies with others um, that there is an entanglement of energy every every time. So, and you're also not only entangling with that person's energy, but also with the all the other energies that that person has entangled with. Mm-hmm. So it becomes quite an entanglement yeah. if we're not aware of our energy and what we're um, accepting as a woman because it is coming into us, or for a man accepting it yeah. coming over. Cool. So like on a, on a deeper dive, because this is a really important topic that Tammy and I have still been working through, like at like, you know, 39, 40, like 
you know, we don't realize in the younger years that like, I wasn't too promiscuous, but I still really clearly understood this topic, almost still on the fearful side. But basically what happens is imagine you've got a backpack on and in that backpack is all your experiences and how you feel about yourself, especially related to, say, sexuality, intimacy, your body, that real sacral heart related stuff. And then you go hook up with someone off Tinder or out of the club or whatever. What's actually happening is they've got their backpack, you've got your backpack, but also in the backpack, if they are not energetically working to clear and release energy and release other people's energy, then you're actually hooking up with not only them, but the entanglement of everyone that they have been with. Mm. So let's say that you're a player or you've been with someone that's a player. Mm. <laughs> you're going to basically connect up with all of the quantum energy and the soul fragments of what you are each bringing to the party. Mm. And then you leave. And all of a sudden, this is half the reason why we feel really shit about these entanglements and engagements. Because you leave and you actually feel lower in your self-esteem, mm. lower in your self-worth, even more distrust. Yeah. So um, energetically, that's one of the core processes, the energetic cord cutting and the soul fragment retrieval. Yeah. I was the same in my last relationship. I was like, say, waking up and having, say, like intimate dreams and stuff. Like I was single by myself, but I was trying to move forward. And until I had been showing the soul fragment energy recall, I basically couldn't stop this whole dream process. And what I realized and was showing that what was happening is, there's an aspect of our energy or our kundalini or sexual energy that that partner will have of ours mm. and vice versa. And our soul knows that. So until we recall that energy and start to rebalance and bring everything home, we will quite often bump into synchronously like cross paths or think about them or dreams or whatever it might be until we eventually recall those soul fragments. So yeah. that's a really amazing part that I love about my the sessions and yeah. we've even worked through it yeah. together as well yeah. well and the um the cords of attachment through those sexual energies um are really powerful and even for us in our relationship mm. like we've noticed until they've been cleared completely which they are now but when you know in the in the beginnings of our relationship they were still very much there and you know and um we had times when it was difficult to even make it happen because totally. the energy was felt like John felt the energy um you know he's incredibly sensitive and I was still learning this but um it was very apparent it was very there and until we actually you know did those cord cutting and soul fragment retrievals um and, and it was a big shift when it when we did do totally. that. Yeah. Everything. So even for everyone that's in a relationship or even in a long-term marriage, whatever yeah. it might be, if you're wanting to invite more openness and more vulnerability and more love and even deeper levels of enjoyment and sexual enjoyment and conscious connection, then I totally recommend this process. Mm. Like it's it's really awesome, especially if I've got things like unresolved hurt as well. Yeah. Like let's say you've been with a partner for a few years, a boyfriend in your early 20s or whatever, and you know, then you split it off for whatever reason. If it didn't end like amicably or you felt like stuff was left unresolved, then what you'll notice energetically in the body is you'll not even have cause of attachment to like say reproductive system and womb sacral area as well you'd also have like back of heart um if you were blocked in your expression you'll have into the throat and mm. if there was distrust you'll quite often have like say if it's male energy on the right hand side mm. um you know within your body so the cords of attachment kind of so puncture your hips, around your hips for the distrust yeah distrust yep. yeah yeah 
or, or and lower, lower back, back glutes, lower back yeah like glutes, glutes yeah like any like anyone that loves massage like glutes are the emotional storehouse yeah, of a, especially when it comes to distrust and that yeah so um but that i mean that topic you know the the sexual energy topic are we going to do we're going to do a workshop we'll, on we'll, it. We, yeah but we'll also do other episodes on um yeah. sexual energy and sexual relationships um because it's a massive topic yeah and and we have got a guest too for that one as well so totally. it might even be two episodes absolutely yeah it's a massive topic but it's so important right now we're all learning to reclaim our empowerment our personal inner transformation like yeah. every bit of work or healing work or transformation is happening on the inside of us mm. and that's what we're all about this is the whole point in introspect to mm. look in mm -hmm. and unlock the power within is our kind of tagline yeah it's this was our journey yeah this is our truth this is our path so and yeah and it's um when you when you really fully understand that and stop projecting out even you know when when things happen to us just remembering not to project out and go why is that person being like this to me or um you know more about okay what am i feeling inside of me to it's have attracted that yeah, yeah totally like even when um i shaved half my head like i if i was feeling not great about my appearance um and i would go to the supermarket i would like get like i literally that one day i had um i had a mother and daughter kind of whispering and i could tell that they were talking about my hairstyle and i was like i started to go into the you know like i wanted to kind of I, I was kind of like, well, you know, if you, <laughs> but instead I actually walked out of the supermarket and I was like, okay, so how am I actually feeling about myself inside? What is this saying about me? Why am I attracting people sniggering and making comments about my hairstyle? And I, and I realized that I was actually, I was feeling really crap about myself. Mm. So, you know, so therefore I went home and I looked into my energetic toolkit and, you know, did some work on myself. And now, I mean, I haven't had it since actually, because no, you haven't needed to attract that into your reality, yeah, in order to learn on a soul level. Well, and, and because the self love, I I have that self love now. I love myself. It doesn't matter if you know I'm having a bad hair day or whatever. It do, like the core inner love is there, mm, so mm. therefore I will not attract mm. those comments. So let um let's just expand on this a little bit further. So that's what's interesting is um let's share like because from what are we almost two and a half years now together yeah for most of the time you've had a lot of hardness or swirling or tightness around sacral area mm -hmm. and digestive system yeah and i used to as well so that's why it was kind of like when we hit i'm like okay we've got we've got stuff here that we can work through with, <laughs> with love <laughs> yeah but it was really interesting wasn't it because again speaking of the physical manifestations our bodies will create everything from gluten intolerances to endo to, um, you know, massive. Because every organ holds a vibration as well. Every organ has a resonance and a frequency, mm. which is, um, again, for those that are interested, the Rife machines, they put a particular frequency and tone into a specific part of your body. And that will help rebalance that organ mm. or rebalance, say, a cancer or whatever it might be. So that would be similar to the water. Exactly um, the same as the water. Yeah, totally. So, yep, the Rife machine is a like massive, it's a beautiful tool as well. And it just basically sends out an electrical signal in a tone and it can help harmonize when you find the disharmony kind of like in the orchestra. Mm. You can actually retune that instrument or that organ. So, yeah, like, I mean, even for you, you had really big blocks 
cracks and yeah. tightness around solar plexus under your ribs and in the sacrum. Well, my stomach bloated out, remember? Yeah. Massively. It was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but I knew it wasn't me. I knew it was energy. And I did go through the medical, the medical, I went down that road and got nowhere, mm. which I kind of knew that I was going to get nowhere anyway. But, you know, I wanted to be safe and more safe than sorry. Um, but it wasn't until I started actually looking into the energy what's underlying it what's underlying it that yep. we were able to just completely clear it but my stomach like you know i've normally got a pretty slim stomach and my it bloated like it was not me good couple of it like you could tell like you a could definitely inches, tell right? yeah, yeah it was crazy mm. yeah and that's the same in the um solar ascension sessions too like if i'm going back and clearing say some sexual trauma or the loss of a child or something sometimes the client's body will just physically just bulge up an inch and a half off their stomach and then when we clear it it goes the pain goes the um, emotional memory goes so for me it's very real like mm. you when you see it instantly shift or even say the throat chakra when someone's had blocks or being hung or repressed i'll actually see or see red irritation in and around their throat um you know related to that area because mm. their soul is remembering it on an energetic level so, you know, but now that we've cleared, um, going back to the sacral, now that we've cleared that stuff, you've been, had way less intolerances, mm. like you've been able to, your digestion has improved. Massively. Um, yeah. Like even periods of menstrual cycles have Hugely, massively yeah, up. yeah. So all of that's changed. Um, oh, God, I could write a list so long of all of the... Um, well, I don't actually feel any blockages in my body You're anymore. Just flowing, and, yeah, okay. and so I guess that's what it was. And no matter how much you know, like um, like I run a lot, and that is a you know a really for me running is a good way to get energy moving. Um, and quite often when I get to the top of the mount, um, I'll start burping. Like you know, mm. any energy that needs to be cleared will come up as burps, um, or farts. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, but yeah, so I don't feel any of that anymore. And it just, it was, it, it just felt blocked, mm. blocked really in the sacral and solar plexus. So this is a really, so let's, um, so let's kind of round off on this then, because what we're really talking about today is understanding the importance of energy within our lives and our body. And we remember that we're like both intellectual, spiritual and energetic beings. You know, we are a soul having a physical experience. So just to quickly recap, the chakras are our integration or communication points between our physical body and the non-physical, energetic or spiritual world, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. The process, the purpose of them is to help us um, process what we are experiencing in life or lifetimes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so every chakra has a particular purpose. When those are blocked, so imagine there's a stream of energy coming down in through your crown. Like from, a pillar of light. Yep, like a yep. pillar of light from source. And the stream is flowing down. And every chakra is supposed to spin, if it's healthy and harmonious, in a clockwise direction. And it kind of passes this light and energy down like a stream. And this is front and back. Front and back. And yep. then eventually it gets down to our feet and we're meant to ground into Mother Earth. So we're like a conduit or a pipe of energy and light. Yeah. So what happens is if we've got, say, the blocks and the hips and the distrust or not feeling good enough or lack of self-worth or sexual abuse as a young age, then one, two, three or more will be blocked and turning the wrong direction. So it's kind of like instead of those water wheels of light flowing and passing down the energy, 
it's kind of like there's logs backed up. Mm, like and, a dam. Yep. And so wherever that block is will target and manifest into the physical body. A disease. A disease and around a disharmony or around that area. Yeah. So this this is where we need to really listen to the body's communication. It's speaking in real time. Mm. And that's the beauty. I just feel and experience in real time. And same with Tammy. We the more you learn to practice, the more this empathic gift that we all have becomes our superpower. Yeah. Yeah. So um well, let's just finish on what are some, say, some top three or five tips that we each do that our listeners our energy. Yep, yep. can help like um, within their own practical physical lives. Yeah. Okay. So um, I would say one of the top ones is grounding. So getting your bare feet on the bare earth, yep. on the grass and the wet sand, um, yeah, and, and grounding your energy. So really important, you know, we've become a society that wears shoes everywhere that gets up in the morning on a, an unearthed floor, carpeted floor, um, that puts shoes on and goes to work. And We're insulated the whole day because of our rubber soles. Insulated the whole day, and even our children insulated the whole day. And even, you know, when kids play sports, they have to wear shoes for certain sports. And, you know, so really important to um, to get your feet on the ground. Cool. There's a really good movie called The Earthing Movie on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, totally. If anyone's we'll put, interested. Um, we'll put some links down yeah. below for that. Um, so my my top tip is look at your energetic drains. So, for example, let's say you're a bucket and each day you have a pretty good sleep and you start your energy level at 75% full. I want you to say, listen, ask yourself, what are my top three or five drains within my day? Because basically, if you can identify within yourself and just listen to your soul and trust and identify what the drains are, then that's one of the key things about raising, raising your energy and your vibration is to stop the drains, right? Mm. It's kind of like someone... How who's got control of the taps? Is it a partner? Is it work? Is it your children? Is it your family? Is it controlling parents? Mm. So when you identify those drains, or um, you can then start to ask deeper questions around what the programs are behind it that's supporting you carrying on that cycle. Yeah. So a deeper topic, but that's one of my top ones. Yeah, totally. Um, another one would be for me exercise because for me that's flow. So mm. movement, um, getting energy flowing through my body, whether that looks like going for a run, doing yoga, doing a 10 minute workout. If I'm short on time, which, you know, I know a lot of people are in this busy day and age, even though we need to get rid of that busy word. Um, but if I've got early deliveries that I need to get out, then I will literally do a 10 minute workout. It gets my heart rate up. It gets the, my blood pumping. It's, you know, 10 minutes is mm. all it takes to get that energy flowing through your body. Mm. And I really notice it if I'm, if I don't exercise for it, like oh, I hardly ever go more than one day without, but um, you know, and even on an off day, having a movement day. So, you know, going for a bike ride with your kids or going for a walk along the beach or whatever mm. it is, but movement, I mean, our bodies were designed to move because mm. the energy was designed to be flowing all totally. the time. Yeah. yeah. And that's a big misconception, even with like, say, going to the gym and stuff like that. You think about the gym or our muscles or our systems. It's not that we go and do something and get or store more energy. It's like we're flowing energy the whole time. Mm. And if something's blocked, you know, even if you're a gym buff, 
you'll still manifest injuries and stuff if we're not in flow and we haven't well there's probably a lot of holding breath too you know like we need to make sure that we're flowing our breath it's life right yeah breath work is another one cool yeah so let's just go there at least mm. that's another top one for me then so what you've been talking about is actually a self-love activities mm-hmm. mm. same with me okay so for me as my contribution um it'll be definitely breathing and journaling and using my conscious intention Mm. of how I would like my day to look like not necessarily down to the specifics but having just a general beautiful intention like showing blessings showing gratitude because each of those has a frequency that is a high vibration Mm. and if we're starting our day and pre-paving our day with positive intent then we are going to manifest in that day yeah things to feel grateful and blessed for yeah it'll just keep giving more things to be grateful and blessed for yeah what about one for you in terms of minimizing the outflow around relationships? So you mentioned before about not playing the tennis match. Yeah. Um, is there any other good tips or pointers that you could share? Um, Let's say you, what about even saying no? Yeah. Is that not a massive energy <laughs> tool, right? Like yeah. let's say someone asks you to go out to a party, um, but you don't feel like it or you don't want to lower your vibration with alcohol or you go, someone's got a business meeting on or a conference on and you really yeah. do not feel in alignment or like you want to show yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely saying no. Actually biz- in business and personally, um, that's really important and with children as well. Um yeah, saying no is very important. And that's been one of my hard ones. And cool. I'm still learning. We both are. Yeah. And so let's just finish it off. Um, the last awesome kind of takeaway is definitely the Louise Hayes You Can Heal Your Life oh, book. Yes. Okay, that back glossary, um, in the back of the book, there's a glossary of every physical body part or no. health health manifestation, yeah. isn't it? Like yeah. an ailment or an illness yeah. or a disease. And the thought or the energy or the like the belief that's behind that to manifest that within our body, yeah? And, yeah, and then the positive affirmations that you can then um, say um, or write to release mm. that ailment. So this book has been my Bible for many, many years. But I had the book a long time ago and I read it from cover to cover and I loved it. And I started living more, you know, more awake and more aware. Um, and then I would, every time I had an ailment or one of my kids hadn't, or not so much my kids actually, but more so me or my friends um, had something, I would go and look it up in my Louise Hay book and it would be directly, you know, like something like um, mouth ulcers. So um, speaking bitchy words about others. Or bitterness. Or bitterness. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and and then, you know, and then the positive affirmations that you can say around getting getting rid of that. But for years, I would read the, um, the belief pattern behind it, and I would be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I have been doing that, or, oh, yeah, that makes so much sense. And then I'd do nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so even that in itself, you know, it took a long time to actually start the application and the integration mm. of of that learning, but man, it's powerful. Mm. It's really powerful when you can look at it, look something up, and actually, you know, instead of being triggered even by it and going, "Oh no, I'm not like that. I don't do that," 
or mm. I, I didn't I didn't manifest that instead of actually going well actually yeah I am a little bit like that mm. and it's not necessarily a part of you you like but you can change that mm. and there's the beauty there's the gold yeah so finishing on that note then taking responsibility that and understanding the energy management protection and even having like strong boundaries and learning to say no and learning to stand up for yourself and that sort of thing at the end of the day we're trying to reduce the drain and protect what is our natural life life force energy and when we do our vibration raises and we only manifest bigger and better things yeah so this is all individually our own responsibility though yeah, yeah. we can't we got to stop blaming our partners or our exes or whatever it might be it's easy to do that yeah and we've i've been there definitely. yeah oh same totally yeah even you know like i i have um you know in the earlier days like oh you kids are making me exhausted or you know like it's not the kids that are making us exhausted we need to take ownership mm. of our you know what are we letting what what power struggles going on there you know what are we letting happen mm. yeah so yeah we and and also like what kind of comment you know like i have thought about what what did that do to my kids saying that you know like what how does that make them feel mm. Mm. so yeah our, our words have energy mm. very much so. so by taking responsibility we're actually taking our power back so instead of us feeling like we've only got like 40 or 50% power because there's another half to our equation, like let's just to say like codependency within relationships, mm. that means that we've given away half our creational power to avoid in a situation and a person that we cannot control. Mm. But if we understand that we're each supposed to stand in our own light, our own aura, our own bubble of creation, and that we are the creators, yeah, because that was the difference like let's listen to when you're talking about Louise Hayes and about the integration. Mm. Same for me. The integration or the activation within daily life didn't happen mm. because I know in my consciousness and mind, I was still blaming people and looking totally. outside of me. Yeah. Yet that's the shift, right? Yeah. As soon as you bring the power back, you automatically don't want to blame other people. Yeah. yeah. When you take ownership and responsibility, you start making headway mm. and start speeding up the journey really fast. Totally. But it can trigger you. It, you know, it's definitely a trigger. I mean, nobody likes to see their dark side, but cool. when you, yeah, when you actually honor the dark side, mm. there's gold on the other Absolutely. side. Yeah. So yeah, um, we covered a lot today. We're going to put the links um, for David Hawkins, um, Dr. Emoto. We'll put the Louise Hayes book, You Can Heal oh, Your yeah. Life. We'll put them in the links. What was the um, other thing? Oh, the Earthing movie. And the Earthing movie. So, yeah, if you, if anyone found this helpful, like, um, please, like, love it, share it. Like, um, yeah. you know, we appreciate it. Um, it helps us understand if what we're speaking about, what we're communicating is relevant. And, you know, even if you just take one or two Little small tidbits. segments out of today, one or two segments applied on your daily life, can create massive, massive change. Yeah. Um, I just would like to say another thing that I do to, like if I'm feeling a bit blur, I will take myself out of the whatever situation it is. So if I'm at home and, you know, the energy in the house is feeling a bit shit, I will actually take myself into the bedroom and go and do a 10-minute meditation mm. um, to raise my own energy because, you know, even sometimes I've done it just before the kids get home from work, so as from school, <laughs> um, so that I can 
you know, so I can go into the next part of the day with my vibe high. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's taking responsibility again though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, Even totally. though the environment might be a certain way or a bit funky and up and down, it's coming back to the same concept of taking responsibility yeah. for what we can control. Yeah. Because there's so much outside of us that we can't. Totally. Also, another one, <laughs> sorry, um, to do with work, which is something that, that you have lovingly helped me um, understand, is that if I'm not feeling in flow, um, you know, obviously there's some things that we have to do, but if I'm not feeling in flow, like really, really not feeling in flow, then I won't engage. I won't, I won't, you know, I'll, I'll do what I have to do. And then I will spend the afternoon in bed. If I have to, I will completely and totally and utterly honor my energy and what it's talking to me. Um, yeah, especially when I have my period, you know, there are times when I really need to go inward and I need to just be alone and have that time. And so I honor that, you know, mm. a lot of women just, you know, just pop a couple of pills and keep going. Cause that's what we're taught to do, but mm. it's actually really quite harmful to our energetic system. Cool. And so just that didn't happen overnight, right? That took, no, you know, it's taken, time. we've been like, that's been going on most of our relationship. Uh, yeah. And COVID was the, um, the last COVID really made me stop, which mm. was, which was helpful. It was really, really helpful, but um, and it actually it helped me really integrate all of the learning that mm. we had been doing previous to that. So, yeah, I was actually really grateful for that. So that reinforces, so going back to the bucket, the drains. Mm. So let's just say that on the bucket, one of your drains would have been work or the expectation on yourself. Yeah, around. I think it, yeah, it was the business side of yep. work. And yeah. who you had to be and how you had to show up. So that was yeah. very much the same for me. So I think for at least 20, 25 years, I've ran programs and belief systems, probably from my father more, more than my mum. Um, about that, about no, like no pain, no gain. Yeah. You got to work hard if you want to get anywhere and you want to be successful. You got to do this, this, and this, and that broke all of my creativity. Mm. That killed my energy. Like that meant that I was overcommitting, overgiving, not to myself, but to everything outside of myself as well. Yeah. So yeah, that's why when we hit, I was just like, wow, this has been something that's been going on a long time for me, and I feel like. Like I just started going to the beach every single day. Yeah. So I did that solidly for a few years to basically finally crack through the negativity, the judgment and the programs that I was internally speaking within myself. Yeah. So yeah, like my body and soul just loved it. It forced me on the beach um, to mm -hmm. basically just be within my own energy, not related to anyone else's energy. Yeah. So yeah, it's, um, it's, this is all really good learning though. It's so another energy management tool that we use the beach. Is, is the beach. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, every day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. And the water, the ocean. Yeah. yeah. Swimming. Good so yeah, see. that would be my last top one. Like nature, the ocean and the sun. Yeah. They are the three biggest healers in my life. And coming from seven years, like totally health ailment free um, compared to like chronic illness from my 20s to 30s mm. um i promise you that there is so much healing ability within those natural elements around us you think about what it, what a plant needs to grow mm. it's all Sun, there it's all abundant soil earth nature water and water yeah yeah so yeah that's um let's leave it on that let's um everyone plant good seeds and mm. pull the weeds mm. um be honest if you just maybe do a little journal after this episode on things that you're ready to say goodbye to or maybe even some programs or beliefs that you're ready to release around that are draining you 
Yeah, so yeah, identifying your your energy drains and then um, making better decisions around that, you know, like maybe don't catch up with that friend as often if they if you always walk away feeling exhausted and tired mm. and yeah. Cool. And also on the positive side of the of the page, a list of self-love or little daily activities that you might be able to start to integrate or implement within your daily life so that you can actually top up your bucket right at the start yeah and set your intention for a positive day yeah yeah cool cool thanks very much everyone i hope you all enjoyed it and got a few little tidbits of information out of it like we've loved um presenting this information to you so yeah again if there's anything that you want to hear more about or if you really enjoyed it just share and we hope to see or hear more about different topics and guest speakers around these topics as well. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, everyone. Until next week. See you later. See you.